Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the latest in our series, The Life of a Song, and I'm David Cheel. This week, 1999. The year was 1982, and an androgynous young man named Prince had become a familiar presence on the radio and in the charts. But this was the year when he was to become a household name. Prince was a prodigious recording artist from the beginning. The mononymous Minneapolitan had released four albums in three years, but his fifth was to be his breakthrough. Its title track, 1999, is a bracing blast of funk. The album was the first to be recorded with Prince's new backing band, The Revolution. The track, 1999, featured the voices of members Lisa Coleman and Des Dickerson, who took it in turns with Prince to sing the couplets. The song reflected the mood of the times, when the Cold War had taken a chilly turn and fear of nuclear war was in the air. At one point Prince sings, Everybody's got a bomb, we could all die any day. There's also more than a whiff in Prince's lyrics of his background in the pre-millennial apocalyptic Seventh-day Adventist church. The longer album version of 1999 spirals off into a hand-clapping funk workout, with Prince declaiming that you can't run from revelation. And there's a curious line in which Prince sings, I've got a lion in my pocket, and baby, he's ready to roar. On the face of it, this seems to be a straightforward sexual metaphor, except that, in the Bible's book of Revelation, the Lion of Judah is a symbol for the return of Christ. Of course, Prince being Prince, it's entirely possible that its meaning is both sacred and sexual. The song's initial release as a single failed to make much impact. It was followed up by Little Red Corvette, which had enormous crossover appeal, bringing Prince's music to a wider and whiter audience. In 1983, the track 1999 was re-released and was a hit in several countries. Over the years, it has been re-released many times, notably in 1999 itself, when the world was gripped by apocalyptic fears of collapse caused by the millennium bug. But partygoers took solace in Prince's mood of defiant delirium, Prince had been at war for some time with his record company, Warners, which owned the master tapes. To prevent Warners from profiting from the song, he re-recorded it in 1998. In 1999, Prince, who by now had changed his name to a symbol, recorded a live show, Rave Unto the Year 2000. 
The show was broadcast on US pay-per-view television on the eve of the new millennium, culminating in an extended version of 1999. After this, Prince vowed never to play the song again, but he later revived it in live shows. It cropped up during his run of 21 concerts at London's O2 Arena in 2007. The song has not been widely covered, but a brave few have attempted it. Big Audio Dynamite covered it somewhat feebly in 1992. The English electro artist Gary Newman did a sound job of it on his Machine and Soul album released in 1999, exploring as you'd expect, the song's darker side. The anonymous, eyeball-headed West Coast experimentalists, the residents, went further, turning the song into a clanging, twisted dystopian vortex on their album Dot Com in 2000. US new metal band Limp Bizkit murdered it on stage. Vocalist Fred Durst basically shouted the chorus while his bandmates thrashed the riff to death. The US singer Beck who has also covered Prince's Raspberry Beret, has incorporated 1999 into his live shows in a version that stays true to its funky roots. There's also a jazz version by Bob Belden and Peter Bernstein on the Blue Note Plays Prince tribute album. But their big, brassy arrangement is let down by Bernstein's polite-sounding guitar. Meanwhile, Prince plagiarised his own vocal melody in the song he wrote for the Bangles in 1986, Manic Monday. The tune from one song could easily be sung to the riff of the other. Finally, 1999 returned to the charts earlier this year, following Prince's death at the age of 57. No doubt it will get heavy rotation at New Year's Eve parties across the globe, in tribute to the man who sang, We could all die any day, but before I let that happen, I'll dance my life away. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. 
In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.